This is Tina Green with Recovery 101, and today we're going to do just a little bit different. We're not, I'm not interviewing anybody. I'm just going to kind of give us a little information about the abuse world. Um, and many of you know this, but substance abuse and other addictive problems are not just in the Upper Cumberland. It is nationwide, and so I want to give you a little bit of statistics Um, They're staggering. Um, They're quite frightening as far as I'm concerned. And I'm one who came out of that addictive world, um, been sober now for 37 years. But I want to give you a few of um, statistics, of, and these come from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, U.S. Department of Justice, National Center for Health Statistics and Centers for Disease Control. So it's they've the bureau has kind of come up with all of these statistics together. So I just want you to kind of listen and um, just with a different heart of how wide these um, issues are. There is an estimated fifteen million alcoholics and 10 million drug drug addicts other than being addicted to alcohol just in the US alone so if you put the two of those together that's 25 million united states citizens trapped in addiction it goes on to say that 40% of all family problems brought to domestic court are alcohol-related. 75% of all juvenile delinquents have at least one alcoholic parent. I'm going to say that one again. 75% of all juvenile delinquents have at least one alcoholic parent. More than 150,000 teenagers use cocaine. That one hurt my heart really bad. And 500,000 teenagers use marijuana one or more times a week. Just for those of you who have teenage kids, that that one would startle me. Uh, my kids are all grown up now, but I'm I have grandchildren that are getting close to that teenage years. That is frightening. In addition to those statistics, it goes on to say that nearly 500,000 junior and senior high students are weekly binge drinkers. 500,000 junior and senior high students are binge drinkers. And an estimated 10 to 15 million adolescents need treatment for drug and alcohol abuse each year. Those statistics are alarming to me. And then it goes, this this doesn't just cover the illegal side of it. It says an estimated 5 to 7 million people are addicted to prescription drugs. So it's not just the illegal world that we're seeing in a growing Problem And it's also the prescription world. Every addict directly affects at least 
five other people. So for those out there in the world that thinks, oh, I'm, I'm not hurting anybody else. I'm just, I'm, I'm out there doing it myself. I'm not hurting anybody else. Statistically, you're, anybody in addiction is hurting five other people. It says in a Gallup poll that 41% of those polled indicated that they had suffered physical, psychological, or social harm as a result of someone's, someone else's drinking or drugging. And that's doubled since 1974. Um, and I'm just going to give you a few more statistics, and then we're going to go into how do we help? How do we as the community help? Another one of the the top statistics that alarmed me is that there are 40 to 80 million Americans who suffer from compulsive overeating. I would probably say that there's been times that I could fall into that category as well. 5 to 15% will die from the consequences of overeating. Some $20 billion is spent annually by Americans seeking to lose weight. And then it goes on to say close to 100,000 adolescent girls, and this is mainly seen in the girls, one to two, um, one, 100,000 adolescent girls, or one to two percent, and four to five percent of college age women struggle with anorexia or bulimia, or bulimia. And that there are 2.5 million pathological gamblers and another 3 million compulsive gamblers just in the United States. And gambling has become a $5 billion industry in the United States. So when we're looking at things in addiction, it's not just about drugs and alcohol. Um. There are currently more than 300 million pornographic websites with an estimated 6 to 8% of the population diagnosed with some level of sexual addiction. Those are all these quiet, behind-the-scenes, people don't realize that those are addictions. And here's one that probably nobody knows this one or is aware of it as much. No one really knows how many workaholics there are since this addiction has uh, received, um, become a, a, a thing that the, the addiction, it's now classified as an, as an addiction. One, set, one study indicated that more than 10 million adults average 65 to 70 hours of work each week. 10 million average more than 65 to 70 hours of work a week. Now, I just want you to look at yourself. How many hours of work are you working a week? 
you may very well fall into that workaholic syndrome as well. So, you know, in the addictive and addiction world, we, we only think that it's the drug and alcohol. But we look at just these statistics that I just spoke of, we see that that gambling is part of that, bulimia, self-harm. Um, I was surprised that they didn't have in that self-harm, the bulimia, um, that they didn't have cutting, but that, I guess that goes into a different category. But we have not just the illegal drugs, but the those um, prescription drugs and the overeating and and the gambling. And the other one, growing one, that I don't even believe that we have complete statistics on is gaming. How many children, and, and I mean children because I see kids all over gaming for hours on the weekends, um, not just teenage kids, but school, young elementary school-age kids gaming for 8 to 10 hours a day on a weekend or a holidays or during the summer. Those are addictions. And so these are things that we need to become more aware of. Going back to those children that are products of alcohol and drug abuse, I'm going to give you a little bit of information about them. Even though children of alcoholics are said to be four times more likely to become alcoholics than children of non-alcoholics, initial theories of a single alcoholism gene has been disproven. But but it, when it's part of their culture, that's when it becomes even more um, part of them becoming more of an alcoholic. Despite all the nature of addiction, all addictions have a number of common identifiers. So let's look at some of the identifiers, some things that that people with addiction have. Um, the first one is they serve the purpose of removing a person from their true feelings. For me, the reason I started drinking was because I needed to escape the feelings that I was having that that were so traumatic. And so I used alcohol to remove my myself from my true feelings that were going on in my head. And so then the second um, way that people use, why they use addiction is they use it um, not only just to remove them from their feelings, but also to serve as an escape. And those, to me... Those first two kind of go together. And for me, that's what I, I did. The third one is they totally control the addict, and the control transcends all logic or, or reason. Sometimes when, you're, when I'm having conversation with people who are addicted to whether it's pornography or drugs, they make some of the wildest excuses of why it's okay for them to do it. And so they, um, it, it doesn't make sense. 
or reason. It doesn't make um, any logical or reason for for um, for them to do it, but in their own mind, it does. Number five is that they the they override the ability or willingness to delay self gratification. So I deserve to feel better, and I deserve it now is the mentality. And whether that's with pornography, gaming, overeating, how many of us go home from work, had a stressful day? They may not pop over and open a drink, but they might open up a big container of potato chips or or M&Ms and just gorge themselves just for self-gratification. Number six, another reason why um, they may need that drug or drug of choice, they always involve pleasure. People want to feel happy. They want to feel better than what's going on inside of them, and so that may very well be what they're, why and what they're doing brings such joy to them. They ultimately are destructive and unhealthy ways to get that self-gratification, whether it be overeating. Um, oftentimes in, in that world of overeating, they feel guilty because they've overeaten, and so then they may go purge. And again, that is unhealthy. And oftentimes with people in addiction, this whole thing, thing leads to a denial or I can stop if I want to. I just don't want to. And so and a lot of times we see how this is just becomes a cycle. There's a pain or an unmet need. And so they go and they do whatever their drug of choice is, whether it's going to gamble or to drink, or to overeat, they they go hit that that pleasure center, and and they do that until they hit bottom, and and once they hit that bottom, they tend to want more and more of that pleasure seeking, whether it be like I said, gambling or looking at pornography or doing drugs, and they seek that relief. They use it until they feel better. And then along that line, they do it for so long, and then they hit a crash. And when they hit that crash is where they start looking for someone to help them. And when we find what we want, and I, I, my prayer is for for this recovery one hundred and one. One of the things is that when when somebody hits that place where they are looking for help, they have some place that they can go for help. That's why I had Cassandra on that told us about um, celebrate recovery that meets on Monday night. Um, there's other AA meetings that meet. Um, morning, noon, and night throughout Cookful. Um, we also, in in my church, 
Um, we have Call to Freedom that meets on Thursday nights at 6. There is lots of recovery groups that aren't just for drugs and alcohol. They're for anybody trapped in a place of any form of addiction. And that's life controlling. That's what an addiction is. It's if that situation is controlling your life, whether it be working 65 to 70 hours a week or gambling your your savings away. Um, when I was growing up, I had a f- family member that was married to a man that was a compulsive gambler and he it was back in the the seventies when there wasn't as many treatment centers and help for people in addiction and and he ended up taking his own life because he did not feel like there was help or hope for himself so one of the things that for recovery one o one our hope is that as you're getting this information that if you're in that cycle of the crash and you're looking for assistance, please reach out. Reach out to to this radio station. They have my phone number they can call. I'm going to give you my cell phone number just because I believe with all my heart that the Lord is wanting to set people free. And so whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. So if you'll get a piece of paper, my phone number, if you're looking for a place for whether you're looking for outpatient or inpatient help, I am here to tell you I am here to help you. So my cell phone number is 931-397-0592. Again, that phone number is 931-397-0592. I am here. I am here to help. I am, I am really convinced that the Upper Cumberland, the Lord really wants the Upper Cumberland set free from all addiction. So reach out. If you're in that crash place where you have hit that cycle and you have needed the pain to to go away and you have hit your limit on what you've the addiction that you're in and you're at that crash point and you're looking for help please reach out either call this radio station or call me and I will get you the help that you need because the Lord is truly looking to set us all free free from any addiction And so I'm just going to close today with a prayer of for anyone who is trapped in addiction or any family member that's that five that's connected to that person who is, is trapped in addiction. Lord, I ask right now, Lord, that you touch any person who is trapped in addiction. Lord, would you bring them to their senses? Lord, Scripture says that you will help us to 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 come to our our knees and that you will help get us out of this place of addiction. So, Lord, I ask that you touch each person right now in the hearing of this, of my voice, that they would reach out and get help 
for the addiction that they're trapped in. That they'll either call this radio station, whether they'll call me and reach out for help, Lord, or just reach out to you. It's not a phone call. Lord, in Jeremiah 33, 3, you say, if you will call to me, that you will answer and you will show us great and mighty things in which we do not know. So, Lord, for those who are trapped and just in a hopeless place, Lord, would they just hit their knees and call to you, and you will will answer them. And by the way, I'm not Jesus, but I will answer you too, and I will help you get the help you need. Thank you, and have a um, God-blessed day.